Welcome to the Broken Sun. to Specters of a Broken Sun. I'm Matt, he or they. I am your friendly guide here on the second season of Stories of a Broken Sun. We are playing a one-on-one -on -one game of Scum and Villainy by Strathasimovic and John LaBeouf Little, available from Evil Hat Games. And joining me today is just one player, but fair personality makes up for the lack of numbers today. So please welcome Velvet. Hello all, thank you for joining us again for this one-on-one. -on -one. Super stoked to be here. Where can we find you if we'd like to? Uh, so I'm Velvet, I use Fayfair pronouns, and you can find me pretty much everywhere on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. Excellent. And you're on quite a few different shows now. It's exciting to see I your am. career in the actual play space bloom and explode, as it rightly should. Trash fires have a way of catching fire to the things around them. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm happy to be here, uh, really, in my roots, uh, Stories of a Broken Sun. You can also find me on flight risk a star wars uh dramedy you can find me on boston by night saturdays at 8 p.m uh, eastern standard time on the onyx path channel and i think that's all for now all for now and they're all wonderful i haven't had a chance to catch the live boston by night just yet but i'm looking forward to having that opportunity and i'm sure it's available as a vod as well yes i believe they're working on setting that up i think uh at some point in the near future they're going to start being available on onyx pass uh, youtube but i'm not 100 percent sure yet okay well let's get started with uh, our game here so we are going to be seeing you as augustus today we're jumping back into the interior of the sun where things are, I would say, dramatic. There is street warfare going on in most sectors outside of the core and the inner sector. And uh, people are, you know, getting reset left and right, getting their bodies blown up. Sim is being invaded and hacked all over the place as uh, the three-way war heats up here between the solar free state and their dominating power, the resistance who are attempting to replace the solar free state with their own selves without really making any actual improvements and the very small but very scrappy surface liberation front uh, which has been growing in popularity lately though not enough to really put them on equal footing with either of the two titans that are uh, targeting each other at the moment so augustus you have found recently i know we discussed this in chat but i don't think it's come up on the show yet but you will have found recently that your assets are frozen. How has Augustus been dealing with this situation? It's not wholly unexpected, uh, but it's... I am peeved, let's say. Hmm. Royally peeved. I would feel the same way. It's uh, the... Let's see. One of my many, many clocks over here <laughs> that I'm going to pop over to. Had uh, you were having your finances investigated... And those financial investigations came to fruition. Uh, and then they were able to use that information to seize 
your finances and take those away from you. So you've got your casino that's just up and running, uh, and that is basically under financial siege as well. It's difficult for Augustus for you to access your funds there to get, you know, people are still coming to the casino, obviously, because it's a casino. They want to go there and entertain themselves in the midst of the war. But uh, it's hard for you to actually go there yourself because you're being hunted. So the safest place right now, unfortunately, is aboard the probable cause for you. Even your safe houses are being staked out. I'm sure you've got your closest mementos with you, though. Oh, absolutely. I, I made sure to keep those close at hand in case this happened. Mm -hmm. A fortuitous notion. Now, we're going to do a little bit of downtime following the previous missions that have occurred with Augustus. So what uh, two downtime actions has Augustus been up to while on the run here? I think uh, now that the uh, quarries of the sun are on fire, not too dissimilar from what is going on in meat space. So Augustus, uh, you know, having been around as long as they have, they understand the importance of self-care hmm. and will be taking some time to manage their stress. What form does that take for Augustus these days? They will indulge their vice. Okay. Your vice, as I recall, is weird, a collector of artifacts. Yes, I think now that they're in this, uh, they wouldn't admit that it's a desperate situation, but it's quite a few orders of magnitude away from ideal. And so I think they may be fidgeting with their uh, spooky gauntlet in, in hopes of unlocking some more functions. Okay, let's see how that goes for you. Okay, well, you rolled zero dice, and they're both four, so... That's not bad. You do uh, remove four stress, which leaves you at two total. Not the not the worst place to be in terms of stress. Definitely better than I was expecting. Yeah. Well, so, so you're fiddling around with your spooky gauntlet and your happy box and finding the different ways that they interact with each other. And uh, interestingly enough, you are finding that the more you use them, the more it is infiltrating your own memories. When you're using the one, you are feeling melancholy. And it brings the most melancholy memories that you have to the fore, almost as if you are reliving them in the sim, even though you're not necessarily plugged into the sim at the time. Like it's replaying those memories for you vividly, even the ones that you didn't remember because they had perhaps been scrubbed or you had chosen to fog them over the many, many, many years of your existence. As you remember, people on the sun can choose to pay to have certain memories fogged so that they uh, can't be remembered uh, as easily, and that allows them to live with things a little bit better over the centuries. Uh, in addition, the solar free state will sometimes, often, just kind of edit your brain and remove information that's inconvenient for the general populace to know when you have a backup or a defragmentation of your core. So you're finding that memories, even ones that you had chosen to forget in a way, are dredged up by this. Likewise, when you are dealing with the happy one, it is bringing up happy memories, perhaps some that were happy at the time, but have become tinged with a bittersweet lens over the course of, uh, of your life. But it is definitely having that effect on you of bringing your memories up and basically forcing you to relive them. So what does Augustus remember that's melancholy, do you think? I think they remember uh, losing somebody they cared for very much and not losing and uh, as in passing i think the the other person just moved on to uh, bigger and better things at the time 
Does Augustus remember who this person is? They remember her name was Christine, but beyond that, it's Spotty. They just remember the name, the person, and that feeling of loss associated with it. So it seems like it's perhaps a memory that has been eternal sunshine or in some way removed, either at Augustus's choice or not. What's a happy memory that Augustus has? They remember dining out at a fancy restaurant. They don't remember the meal or the name of the place, uh, and both are pretty inconsequential, but they remember that that was their first time at a fancy joint and having such a large meal. Okay. What else does Augustus get up to? Uh, Let's see. What else do they do? They've got training, working on long-term projects. Uh, You can try to indulge your vice again. No, I think I'm going to do it. I may try to... Yeah, I may... Well, I could try to gain an asset. Your casino isn't technically fully open yet. You could maybe do something with that. All right, I might uh, finish that off then. Okay. What's the covert action that you're taking to get the casino up and running? Maybe you can turn this into a safe house as well in this action. Yes, I think I'll do that. Uh, as safe and lovely as Terry is, some of uh, Augustus's more extracurricular operations are, are best served away from prying eyes. Mm. And, uh, you know... As you uh, attentive listeners will know, Slip has Augustus's number. Oh, they've been very subtle about their feelings about <laughs> Augustus. <laughs> yeah, you you know you'd only know that if you you know listened real carefully. Yeah, only the real ones know. <laughs> okay, what kind of role? Do you, what kind of action do you think this is? I think I almost want to say sway. I think Augustus has definitely tried to ingratiate themselves into at least that community and their patrons. Uh, you know, as a philanthropist as kind of, you know, an honest business person. And they're definitely going to spin what's going on as kind of the big wigs trying to bring the hammer down on some enterprising folks. Okay, let's give it a roll. Downtime action, so the position and effect are not important here. Four. Okay, that's enough to fill your clock there. What's the casino called? Uh, It's called Snowball's Chance. Excellent. So uh, the snowball's chance over the, you know, weeks that are taking place here uh, becomes almost a a hub of activity, like a Casablanca kind of deal, I want to say, where people come to meet and chat about things outside of official channels. And uh, this is a place where you are, you have set yourself up, if that sounds good to you. Oh, absolutely. Like a spider in the midst of their web. It is while you are dealing with something, with some issue here, perhaps trying to figure out what's going on with your memories or with the devices uh, in your safe hold, that you receive a communication request, high level, anonymous. But it's the type of communication request that shouldn't have gotten through your security systems. In another life, uh, Augustus was quite accustomed to very persistent fans and callers. So they'll answer. Okay. I take it this is the puppeteer. This is them. This is Jennifer Trefire. You might know me. I'm the CEO of Olympian Interior Design. Oh, of course. How could I not know you? Your designs are, shall we say, divine. So what can I do for you, Jen? Can I call you Jen? Of course. All my friends call me Jen. I would love to have a meeting with you here at HQ. What's left of it anyway? We've been rebuilding and I have an opportunity that I think you'd find most lucrative. Well, how could I turn down such a lucrative invitation from a friend? Wonderful. I'll have my people send your people the details on the meeting. Of course, do come alone. I'll ensure that you're kept safe. 
And now you have an ability around lying, as I recall. Yes, I always know when folks are lying to me. She's not lying to you. Why would she? We're friends. Indeed. Just say, yeah, just want to make sure that we're clear that we've taken that ability into account. Jen is not lying when she says she'll ensure you're kept safe. Uh, And she does seem to have some type of opportunity she wants to talk to you about. All that is true in conversation. But of course, Augustus, you know well that things can be true, but not necessarily safe. So she sends over the information as promised, uh, a meeting at the under construction Olympian interior design the next day. Uh, Before you can get everything taken care of there, though, there is a knock at your door. And who is uh, who do you have who works security for you here in the casino? I think I got a a down under luck bruiser. Okay, to really, you know, prop up that image of a... um, you know, do-gooder. Their name is Brick House. Sure. And they work security. They look like a smaller Wilson Fisk. Are they related to you? Or is it a different different house? It's a different spelling of house. (laughs) H-A-U-S. Yes. Okay. It's a coincidence. Augustus wouldn't engage in nepotism. That those are dishonest practices, there, Matt. <laughs> um, okay. What are brick houses' pronouns? Did you say? I think they are also they them. Okay. Anytime they meet someone at the door, I'd be like, oh, "Yeah, I'm brick house, no relation." Yes. Every single time. <laughs> okay. Uh, you get a knock on the door. It's uh, brick house. He's like, "Hey, boss." I got a note here for you. Oh, I hope you checked it for money first. No money. No, uh, no money. I, would, I wouldn't open a note for you. But uh, the person downstairs, they, they seem kind of important. They said, you got to get this up to Augustus ASAP. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide it over to you here and I get it back, back to them to the door. Busy night, busy night. Just how I like it. You know what, Brick? Why don't you go ahead and send them up? Uh, you sure? Okay. All right. I'll send them up. Uh, so they head back downstairs, leaving the note with you. What does the note say? The note says... How many entrances do you have to this part of the casino, to where you live here? Yeah, just one. Okay. How many entrances to the casino? Like, is there a back entrance for sneaking in and out? Yes, there is. Okay. Uh, So the note says back entrance, and it's signed with just the letter G, but it's the letter G that you recognize. The letter G of General Griefer. Uh Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. So there's somebody coming up from the front door, presumably. And you've gotten this note from General Griefer saying back entrance. I think I'll wait to see who's coming up. Okay. Uh, so you hear Brickhouse is joking with somebody uh, as they make their way up the stairs. And uh, the door, uh, Brickhouse, they knock on the door again. They say, hey, boss, I, I brought that person up from the front. Who is the person? So they open the door and you see a low squat individual about as wide as they are tall. Frog-like, because it's Frog the Bounty Hunter. Augustus House. Frog, so good of you to hop along. Always a pleasure. Likewise, I just wanted to thank you in person, not only for your constant patronage, but also for delivering this note. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to come with me, or you want to go down by yourself? Either way, you got to meet with the general. Well, of course I'll take a stroll with you. We are friends after all, aren't we, Frog? Of course, of course. Any friend of the general's, friend of mine too. He leads the way down the stairs and uh, towards the back entrance. He seems to know where it is. Back through, I guess, the kitchen or something. No, there wouldn't yeah. be a kitchen here. No, it's, there might be a kitchen because some of your clientele. It's a simulated kitchen. Yeah. Some of your clientele might eat. Uh, okay. And at the back door, there he is. Uh, General Griefer, or at least not General Griefer himself, but one of those little Roombas on the ground that we've seen before that a holographic projection comes up out of, of General Griefer. Uh, he turns at your approach and... 
is putting down some type of paper or flimsy thing on a desk that's outside the range of the projector. Augustus. General. I see you're still alive. I don't know why I wouldn't be. I think you do, but let's not dance tonight. I had enough dancing last time we met. Now, I got a proposition for you. I'm all ears. Good. I mean, I'd have to kill you otherwise, but that's the way things are. Right now, things are bad. And I don't much like you. I know you're not my best friend, and I'd really rather you were dead. But I think we have a common cause. Jennifer Trefire, she's got something I need. I understand you're going to be meeting with her soon. Yes, she expressed a desire to get to know each other better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure she's desperate for allies right now. Ever since that fracas with her headquarters getting blown up, she's been in big trouble with the brass. That being me, of course. Now, I can't just execute her because, much as I'd like to, she's got friends, she's got influence, and that would be a lot more editing than I'm comfortable with. So you are going to bring me the thing she has that I need, and I won't blow up your casino. Well, that sounds like I'm stuck here between a rock and a hard place, General. I'm glad we understand each other, Augustus. Now, Frog... Yes, General? Please leave Augustus with the item that I sent you and be on your way. Yep, all right, all right. We'll talk soon. All the instructions are with the frog. The hologram flicks off immediately. The Roomba scurries away into the undergrowth. There's no undergrowth. It scurries away into the undercity. If you turn, frog is holding out a small box to you. I'll take it, but I'll take it daintily with my pointer finger and thumb like the claw. All right, well, that's my job done. Uh, don't run away. Frog gives you a little bit of a salute before hopping off. Do give my regards to Mr. Toad, Mr. Frog. You know I will. So the box. Uh, it is also embossed with the General's G, a very fancy one. And inside the box, you find there are a set of instructions. And uh, you've also got in there, it looks like, a gun. It's a kind of gun you have not seen before. But uh, the instructions explain that the gun will not be detected by the security systems available at Olympian Interior Design. And you should not use it unless Jennifer refuses to give up the object that the general needs. What the general wants from Jennifer Trefire is a set of activation codes. It doesn't give any further information than that. It simply says she'll know what I mean. Okay, I will burn the note per protocol and stash the gun away. Okay, do you want to hop to the next day or are there other preparations you'd like to make here before heading out to meet Jen? I would like to send a message to Ishtar if I could. Okay, what message are you sending to Ishtar? I, I think, and uh, feel free to let me if I have to roll for this, I'm going to use a, a common bacchanal cipher, which is basically, it, it's a note written, a very lengthy note uh, filled with just, you know, very banal shenanigans. Yeah. But, you know, through some sort of, you know, put, inputting different codes, it'll get rid of the excess characters and leave the actual message. Mm -hmm. And what is the message? You don't need to roll for that if it's an established cipher. Cool. All right, I'm just going to let her know. Ishtar, I know we haven't been as close as we could be following that nasty smear campaign, although you'll have to understand my hands were tied. But I'm in the process of making some very big moves and powerful friends, and I'd like to remind you that I remain a faithful and concerned patron of the Bacchanal, and I would hope that as things move forward, I continue to have your support. Okay. Um... So you don't receive a, a reply that night. What is the goal of your message here? I think uh, to just Augustus is basically using the spore method and just kind of reaching out 
to all their established contacts and acquaintances, hoping to, for when, you know, anything big goes down, to have an existing support network. Even if it's not super solid, Augustus is confident they can solidify those ties as things move forward. Are there other notes going out to other people as well? I think the only other person I would send a note to would be Chris Farley. Okay, yeah, the junkyard. And I think that would just be a very general, you know, there's some big stuff around the corner. You know, stick close to me. I've treated you well thus far. And you'll get, you know, a a big cut or access to more opportunities if all goes well. I think I have a good enough, uh, you know, report and business relationship with Chris Farley that he knows I'm good for it. Okay. Uh, So the next day, there is a car that comes to pick you up. It's uh, one of those driverless cars. It's nice enough. It's clearly not the best that Olympian interior design could could afford, but it is a decent driverless car that will take you from uh, the Snowball's Chance to the Olympian interior design headquarters. Uh, on the drive, you can see there's you know a couple of people try to approach the car and cause some issues with it, but the car you know drives around them, or you're able to convince the people to. Uh, leave you alone as it were and uh, there's some people there's like some fighting in the streets a lot of protesting people throwing things it seems like people are really pissed off right now with good reason but you make it to olympian interior design the car goes through a line of people who are outside of there with uh, various signs mocked up not on cardboard obviously because paper is a very limited resource but unlike old hull material or bits of metal and stuff is what they've made their signs out of i like to think the words are like like the broken glow sticks they're like little makeshift neon signs <laughs> absolutely makeshift neon protest signs you know listing a variety of grievances they have with olympian interior design in particular with their maxi mini campaign which sharp-eared audience members may recall being uh, olympian interior designs campaign to reduce the amount of living space that most people have in the uh, in the mid and outer layers so that they can install more generators to try and get keep the sim running and perhaps get the corona system back up on the outside of the station. The corona being the sun part of the sun, the fire part of the sun. So there's a lot of grievances people have with that about having their living space taken away and forcefully in some cases, some people are have noted that people have just disappeared. Like, where did my neighbor go? Where did my, you know, friend go? They were living in their apartment one day and the next day their apartment was full of generators. Where are they? Uh, So that type of issue is becoming increasingly common and people are protesting outside of Olympian interior design about that. And you can see there's Thetacom is out there along with the Hull Patrol uh, just pushing people back, pushing people back, picking fights, that kind of stuff. But they make a, a space for you to get through into the Olympian Interior Design Building, which is under construction. And yeah, you are brought into the building. It looks different from how it was the last time, but you can see lots of new stuff ge- being installed and put back into place. I've got good memories of strolling around in a toga, lying to the <laughs> accounting department. Uh, I've brought my spooky gauntlet and I think I've like done something crafty to kind of disguise the boxes or just as just very big gaudy stones okay all right so what load have you got for this uh i'm rocking the light load you know i'm here to make friends okay we're not going to do uh, an engagement roll for this but uh we'll keep in mind that you have a light load okay uh so you're showing up to jen's office which is where it was before this part of the building was not fully destroyed by the blast uh so they are still using it it's being cleaned up you can see uh you know, there used to be four walls in this office. Now there are three and a tarp. Uh, the tarp is uh, 
you know, it's a nice looking tarp. It looks like it's perhaps been covered with wall hangings from their catalog so that it's not quite as much of an eyesore. The screen has been fixed. It looks like it was maybe broken, but the display screen has been fixed in the in the back wall of this office. And there's that computer. It looks like it's still the same one, meaning it still has that bug installed or may still have that bug installed that uh, you installed along with Emron last time you were here. So Jen swivels in her chair to face you. She has a human body, unsurprisingly. Uh, she has thin plucked eyebrows. She's wearing large round glasses with slightly yellow tinted lenses. She has green eyes beneath them, very pale skin, a small nose, beauty mark below it, purple eyeshadow and lipstick, jade earrings. She is wearing a button-up shirt that's also in green that matches the earrings, a cross around her neck, gold, and she is wearing a sari over that, which is definitely not her culture, but we know how Jen is. Uh, she's got blonde hair, short, with uh, bangs and some little, what do we call those, sideburns that are longer than sideburns. Locks? I don't know. Coming down on the side of her face. Yeah. That's Jen. This borrowed body has been surgically altered to look as white as possible. Augustus, my dear puppeteer, thank you for coming. Please have a seat. Oh, you're too kind, Jen. Thank you for the invitation. There's a nice chair across the desk from her. The desk is looks like actual oak. And, uh, you know, she's got her screens and her keyboards and all of that stuff there. They're holographic screens, so they're not blocking your view of each other. The chair on the side that you are offered is slightly lower than the chair she's sitting in, of course. Not quite uncomfortably short, but enough so that anyone paying attention would notice there's a height discrepancy here so that she's a, so that she can look down on you more easily. Uh, I noticed that, but and I, I'll, I'll lean into it. I'll sink into the chair a little bit. I'll, I'll let her feel like, you know, she's a little taller. We, we are in her house. Uh, so yeah, she's looking at you with that calculating expression. And she says, I'm so glad you came. Did you have any trouble with the crowds outside? No, not at all. You know, we were an, we live in unprecedented times, Jen, and people have a right to voice their disgruntlement with the current management. Of course, of course. But, you know, you just it's like you can't please anybody. You try and do something nice for people. You really can't. But anyway, we're here to talk about an opportunity for you. Now, this opportunity for you is I, I would say it's definitely a legitimate and fruitful one, but it's not necessarily the kind of opportunity that one can talk about in polite company, if you follow me. Oh, I follow. But I would say that, you know, by the way things are going outside, I think there's not much polite company to be had. I know, I know. So here's the thing. I'm in a bit of trouble with the solar free state right now. Ever since there was that issue with the power generators underneath the headquarters and all that propaganda that the Surface Liberation Front's been putting out, uh, my esteem, or rather, I have slipped in their esteem, and that just won't do. I'm a power broker here in the solar free state, here in the sun, and I think maybe certain people need to remember that. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in helping me with? Oh, very much. I mean, beyond a power broker, I would go so far as to say you're a power source. Oh, thank you. We know Olympian Design came up with the ingenious grid that powers so much of our mutual holdings and interests. We certainly did. And I just want to make sure that we can continue providing that same level of support and receiving the same level of support that we're used to. So we need to get a reminder to the people in power, at least the people in military power, 
that they need us probably more than we need them. You know, you can fight a war with economics more readily than you can run a business with a gun. General Griefer, I think, needs to remember that. He's got a certain set of luxury digs over in the core. And in those digs, he keeps a certain number of entertainments. And those entertainments are the type of things that I have been providing for him. I would like those entertainments to go away until he remembers whose help he needs. Now that is quite an ingenious and even generous plan, Jen. I've been unfortunate to know the general for longer than I'd like and longer than anyone should. Indeed. And if there's anything I know about him is that his memory is painfully short, even through constant reminders. And I'm going to place the box with the general's G on her desk. And he shows nowhere near the same level of graciousness and understanding that you are so keen to extend to him. She raises her eyebrows up towards her bangs and says... What's this? Well, someone may have provided me with another offer, one that I would never entertain due to its crassness. But General Griefer seemed quite intent on trying to strong arm some codes from yourself by strong arming me to get the codes from you under threat of uh, explosive developments. Her eyebrows come back down. She purses her mouth, frowning. Those codes again. He must know I won't give them to him. The moment I do, he'll have me killed. I agree with your prior assessment that we can more effectively preserve our businesses and expand them with capital than we ever could with firearms. And rather than simply send the jackboots a message or a reminder, which they will never process, we should be working on getting them out of the way. We can certainly automate our own protection and peacekeeping operations. Because as it stands, they're all just lazing around, marching, making lots of noise, and pretending that they're needed on any kind of level. Yes, you should see what we're doing with drones and clones these days. She leans forward and laces uh, and sort of steeples her fingers together. You can see that each nail has an actual jade nail on it like you know how you get those lacquer nails but like actual jade carved jade inlaid with real gold probably carved up from some priceless artifact of some other culture uh, that she's turned into her into her nail decorations and she says okay so this general griefer he wants to play a dangerous game i think you and i can figure out a way to outplay him and outflank him at the same time That's a military thing. Yes, your acumen is outstanding. Do you have some way, and I'm asking this out of character, do you have some way that you are trying to access your bug while you're here? Or are you not doing that right now? I mean, I think I would. I think I would. Okay, that's probably going to be a role. But I think you can do that. And she is currently not expecting this from you. So I have an extra downtime activity to acquire assets or stay low. Could I do a flashback to say I I prepared some kind of tech for this? Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm all right. I'm declaring my flashback and I'm saying that in preparation for this meeting, in case things went well and why wouldn't they, I was going to try to offer Jen some dirt 
I had on General Griefer. Okay. Now, it's nothing outstanding. It's nothing, you know, earth shattering. But I guess just my history with him and some of his more obvious fallbacks. And I think I'll present this to her in the form of some kind of, it looks like a USB, but it's some kind of transmitter. So when she plugs it in to access this stuff on Griefer, uh, it'll covertly transfer, you know, the stuff from my bug in her system to an external location. Okay. That's probably going to be a, okay. So you're probably declaring some type of item here, hacking tools, I think. Yes. Okay. It'll probably be a hacking role in terms of an action. Uh, you're in a controlled position, and I think this will have standard effects if you get there. her to plug this in. Uh, do I have access to any gambits, or can I push myself? You've got two gambits. Uh, you can push yourself. There's Devil's Bargains, all their options right now. All right. It's important to, for me to have this on her for later on, so I think I'm going to both push myself and take a gambit. Okay. Uh, controlled standard. Mm-hmm. I'll give myself the two bonus dice from those, just in case. You never know. Ooh. Okay. You got a crit there. That's very good. Uh, so you do it with great effects. Okay. This is good, uh, for pushing the story in an interesting way here. Uh, not only does your bug transmit the information that it has been able to get from the computer, it also pushes all of the information from the entire Olympian network to your third party location, uh, because she's currently connected to the network and your bug slash transmitter combo happens to be just perfectly positioned to grab that information, you know, grab all those packets as they're moving back and forth, tap into that network and just stream everything out there. Uh, And you pull out, you know, she pulls out the, no, when she plugs the device in, I think after the transfer is completed, it sends a little deactivate self-destruct code to the bug that's in there, causing it to, you know, burn out. That would be ideal. Okay. Good thing to have a crit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you you get a little notification in your HUD that this uh, operation has succeeded in this way. And, uh, you know, that probably your computer systems are combing through the information as you are continuing to speak with Jen. Uh, so she's looking at the data that you have given her and pulling it up on her screen. She says, this is we can do something with this for sure. And between this and cutting off his uh, entertainments, shall we say, I think we can probably convince him to leave the two of us alone, at least for a little while, long enough to cook up something a little more permanent, shall we say. And hey, if we're lucky, maybe these rebels will take care of him for us. Oh, well, that would be ideal if all the thugs would deal with each other in the streets and leave the rest of us with enough space to get things in order. I know, there's so many things we just need to get on with right now. I wish they would understand. There are some things more important than their little lives. She sits back and says, well, we'll be in touch. And I think I'm going to set some things in motion so we can maybe stall this threat that he's made to you for a few more days. On the other hand, she puts her head in her hand. I wonder if we could give him the codes, but not the real codes. The old switcheroo. How very Terran, Jen. Indeed. I'm going to work something up and send it to you. Now, is there anything else I can get you before you go? I would like to paint you a picture before we depart and let you just ruminate on it she nods as we've mentioned uh, these boots on the ground types are far too numerous to sustain or even entertain and as long as we're on the subject of our very prosperous future and automation i think it would behoove us to start deepening our friendships with nimbus and encouraging them to sever theirs with the more outdated bipedal models of mercenaries, coal rain, and although Section Blue serves a purpose, well, their wallets are a little 
too fat and they could certainly operate far more discreetly. Interesting idea. I know Colrain has taken a tumble recently in their little ongoing battles with those mercenaries. I bet we can leverage that as well when we're talking to these other companies. You've got a good mind for this, Augustus. I'm impressed. Well, you know, you don't get this far in space by not shooting for the stars. She smiles. Shall we jump to Augustus back at home? Yes. Okay. So I think um, Jen sends you a set of codes, which you can forward to the general if you wish. But before that, looking through the information that you have received, you get some interesting stuff. Like you were looking for blackmail on Jen, right? Yeah. That stuff's in there. Uh, you know, you don't live as an incredibly rich, incredibly influential person for centuries let alone decades let alone years without picking up bad habits and monstrous pastimes and she has those aplenty but perhaps the more pressing or interesting thing that you find are those codes that the general was looking for the real ones and you find out what they're for you see this project that olympian interior design has been carrying out to install generators in all the mid and and uh and outer layer homes isn't just to power the sim and maybe get the corona back online and their goal that they recently reached to make sure that every home has at least one olympian interior design item in it means that they actually have eyes and ears everywhere in the core inner layers mid and outer almost everyone's home has a bug in it from Olympian interior design. You could potentially access those if you were able to do some fancy hacking. It would be tough to do. But the thing that you learn about the codes and the generators is that you can use all those generators that have been set up to power the Corona and fire the sun's weapon. If you do that, most of the generators will overload over the course of a couple of shots, which means that the people living with those generators are going to get blown up. So in order for the sun to use their weapons in the upcoming battle, they would have to be willing to sacrifice the people living in the mid and outer layers. And it seems like at least General Griefer is. Whether or not Jen is, difficult to say. Whether or not Augustus is, well, that's up to you. But this is the information that you have gleaned from that. You also have access to design documents, future designs and uh, products that they're preparing all kinds of stuff that you could use to uh, sabotage or one-up Olympian interior design if that's your goal. You've got a whole bunch of information that's at your fingertips here. But the most important stuff, I would say, are these codes and the information about the bugs. Interesting. Very interesting. Would I be able to use uh, spy gear to try and tap into these eyes and ears that Olympian has everywhere? You can. From your connection in the sim it might be difficult to do but uh yeah you can give it a shot i think it would be a, a risky action and you would start at limited effects even with the even with the hacking tools and the spy gear just because this is such a, a huge amount of processing power that you're going to have to draw without pointing it directly putting a, a big arrow pointing down at you saying this person is using a lot of power right now. That's fair. I'll sit on that. Uh I think I want to start getting some of the you know, lower factions on my side. Okay. And I think I'll start with some of the some of the labor unions. Okay. Are you getting in touch with the solar workers union or with uh, like people within there? So less so the big heads. And I think I want to start a rumor from the ground up. 
Okay. So I think I want to start kind of planting these rumors that, you know, there is um, maybe not a total schism at the top, but that the military branches are trying to strong arm the corporations into overclocking, you know, the ground level workers and taking up more resources, more space. So making a lot of this, these recent uh, very drastic measures seem more like the you know, armed forces stepping over everyone as opposed to just the corporations being greedy jerkwads. Okay. I'm going to put a little clock down here, a six-step one, for basically s- disseminating this information in a convincing way and getting people on your side about it. What is it that you are... Are you setting yourself up as a head of a movement here? Or are you... Because if you do that, obviously, Jen will notice and General Griefer will notice as well. Yeah, definitely not myself as the head. But uh, as just kind of this, you know, rolling and underlying conspiracy. Okay. So you're like not, just... some, not something that a, you know, corporate leader would say, but something that perhaps middle management would allude to and then just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I, I really can't talk about that. Right. So you want to spread a conspiracy slash rumor. I mean, it is a real thing that's happening, so it's not really a conspiracy. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I, I'm like lifting the little, little bit on the conspiracy. Okay. Spread limited info on military uh strong arming right like not set off a whole full blow proletarian revolution but maybe that they can look at the you know the ones with big guns and be like you know what like they're bigger assholes than the other ones okay you're trying to shift public opinion right now yes okay um what's your first step here is it the rumor spreading yeah i i think so i think um yeah like i think the the first step uh for it is like really highlighting all the the you know, the, the assaults on the public and strong arming going on to, you know, just really set up the military as the worst ones. And then one that once that starts rolling, then start dropping in about uh, it actually being the military who strong armed the corporations into all the really crappy stuff. OK, so let's do some rolls here. So the first thing you're doing, you're, you're basically spreading information through a whisper network to start with, I guess. What kind of action would you see that as? I would say consort because I'm not I wouldn't say sway because I'm not I'm not taking the stage. It's not coming from me, but I'm having, you know, like little people drop it in select circles and locations. OK, so we're going to start a controlled and standard with this. I'll give it a shot. See how we do with this initial step. Oh, did I get a gambit back for that crit? Uh, you spent a gambit to get it. So no. OK, so you have one gambit remaining. I'll save it. Also, it was a controlled roll. So you only got. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's desperate. Risky. Uh, OK, so is this controlled standard? Yes. Okay, let me just check if I have any power that helps me with that. I don't. Okay, all right. Okay, we got a six. So I will add some ticks there. Three ticks to it. All right, so this information starts making its way out through your through your contacts, through your networks. And the response is pretty immediate. It's like getting picked up on underground influencers or countercultural influencers. Uh, the scene zine is the first one to start publishing stuff about this. Like anonymous sources say this, that, and the other about, you know, they're talking about uh, military willing to sacrifice civilians in order to repel invasion. And should we even be involved in this conflict in the first place? And that kind of stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of grumblings and this starts getting added to the types of protest actions you see people taking in the streets and online and in the sim. So people are now talking about this issue as well. So where do we go from here? Because this went really well for you. Hmm. I don't quit while I'm ahead. So, I mean, if possible, I think uh, I'd like to just follow through on this thread. I don't want to start, you know, doing too many things at once and give Jen or Griefer 
uh, any reason to be suspicious. Okay. Now, side note, did you send the real codes to the general or did you send the fake codes? The fake codes. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. Uh, so your next step, do you think you are trying to, you said you wanted to sway people's opinion on where they're directing their ire from directing it towards corporation and military to more just directing it towards military or focus yes. more on military. Okay. Right. So it's probably going to be sway. Okay. Yeah. Be controlled and standard because we're still in controlled space. You've been having some good roles here. All right. Controlled standard. Here we go. That's another six. I'm going to pay for this later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so that actually fills up this clock. So the goal that you have uh, wanted to accomplish here, it goes through. People's opinion starts shifting. Like maybe you're using things like bot farms uh, and you are... Oh, all the bots. Spreading information, all the bots. Like cr like created last month on the Bird <laughs> app, got like two followers. Yeah, and for once they're actually spreading real information, but you're mixing it in with enough propaganda type language with enough misleading information that people's public perception starts turning. And you can see some of the corporations start jumping on this as well because they're feeling the pressure and they, they know a zeitgeist when they see one. So like custom hashtags, custom emojis, and all of a sudden companies are selling merchandise with these uh, catchphrases on them and stuff like, I don't know, what, what do we think the catchphrase is of this, of this movement that you're getting going here fewer guns more funds yeah that works <laughs> it's a little clunky but we'll, we'll go workshop with it. it we'll workshop it but yeah it's you see this this starting to happen and corporations are better at messaging than the military in general they are better at messaging than governments in general so uh you you see there is some pushback on like the streams where the military uh, does their propaganda and recruiting and stuff like people trying to subtly address the issue and push back against the public narrative, but just not doing a good job of it because this isn't their forte. They're, they're killers. You know, their, their job is to be the gun, not to be necessarily uh, the public's favorite. So this is uh, the, the start of a shift in public perception right now. People are getting more angry at the military branches and saying like, stop trying to sacrifice people, stop trying to force corporations to do the military's bidding. You know, what about freedom of choice? This kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty successful set of roles that you've had. And obviously, as we said, the corporations are jumping on this and they're currying favor with the general public and people are eating this up. I think I've definitely uh, encouraged Jen on some level to maybe set up some temporary tents or housing for protesters as they take to the streets, kind of recover some of the, the lost PR that uh, Olympian lost after their, you know, space issues. Yeah. Olympian providing supplies, setting up relief tents at protests in military areas and, you know, printing signs in higher quality for protesters to use in distributing those. Oh, here's here's one you can use. It's already got everything printed on it for you. It's got the, you know, less guns, more funds on there. Uh, so, yeah, I think this has gone really successfully for you, Augustus. You've shifted the narrative in a way that's advantageous to you. You've gotten yourself a whole bunch of useful blackmail material, and you have your hands on some extremely dangerous codes. I think that's a good space for us to end with Augustus in our little one-on-one -on -one here. How about you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Let me quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll get to the quit while you're ahead part. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, joining me today. I had a lot of fun with our uh, dastardly villain here. And 
I would like to acknowledge that uh, this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Quetzal, Quiquetlam, Stalo, Kwatlin, Staminas, and Musqueam First People, and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. You can support Indigenous land protectors in a variety of ways, including at unistaten.camp. Uh, a great way to give back and help is to look at the hashtag Settler Saturday. Every Saturday, there is a Settler Saturday hashtag that goes around on Twitter. Uh, where you can just give money and support to Indigenous people who need it. So please do that. That would be my suggestion for this week. Okay, I have been ARP. My pronouns are here, they. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber. You can follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. And of course, you can come to our cool website, brokensunrpg.com. Today, I was joined by Velvet. Thank you for having me, Matt, and for taking the time to run this frighteningly successful one-shot. <laughs> I've been Velvet Fayfair playing Augustus, who is they, them. And as you can see and have now ample evidence of clearly for the people, you can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar, as well as on the Flight Risk podcast and Saturdays at 8 p.m. EST for Onyx Pass of Empire the Masquerade Boston by Night campaign. Excellent. So until the next time, all the best. Space squids. Space squids. That went very well. It did. I'm scared. I'm going to pay for it on the finale. <laughs>